Ladies and gentlemen, we are friggin' back. It's like a dream. Balder than a dream. Justin, Steve, and our new orchestrator, Mr. Michael Robinson, here in the fold. Welcome to the... What is this? What's your podcast? Is like this? 19, isn't it? 18th? It's like a reboot. We're keeping no, the not. dream alive. We haven't done it for a while, so it's it's like a... It's not a reboot. It's number one. Because one, the best is behind 1. us. 1. It feels like the first time. That's my phone. Turn it off. <laughs> That's trendy. Trendy Dale here with He's the, the silly ringtone. my ringtone. So anyway, yeah, okay, I'm Nick. Uh, that's Justin and that's Steve. I'm not going to even introduce him. If you don't know by now, you're a fucking idiot. And fuck you. Um, you're, 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 you're in on it. You're, you're, you're in on the, the hot sensation that's been sweeping the nation, the Chud Podcast. So welcome. Congratulations. So, uh, you're listening. Yeah, you're welcome, by the way. You've clamored, and here we are. Am I welcome? Well, you're welcome. This is your second podcast back after being a diva. You know, I had some things to take care of. We really haven't been uh, back. We really haven't been uh, podcasting too much lately. Why, why don't we give an excuse? I, don't, I was wondering why my life was so good. Well, we had the Oscar debacle. It was the Golden Globe, sir. Way to be a professional. Uh, whatever. There was some movies and shit. Yeah, I think work out too well. We tried to do another live. That was an, actually a first time because we did a live Oscar podcast. We tried to do a live Golden Globes podcast. I don't think you realize we're going to salvage some of that. Oh, do we? Oh, so yeah. Oh, yeah. Because we, some we also one? played uh, Loaded Questions or something. And that worked out really well. I don't know if that's going to go over. Hmm. That was horrible. <laughs> but my stuff was We kind of gave up during the Golden Globes. We got the spirit. They were rest. They were they were horrible. Yeah. Oscars don't look too uh, good either, they look, actually. They look wonderful. But we're not going to talk about the Oscars. We're, we're going to talk about some timely stuff. Steve, what do you think of Primeval? Let me tell you something. I thought it was the greatest... Film that had teeth in it, teeth from a creature. Teeth from a creature. Yeah, I thought it had the best film that uh, the featured creature teeth. Okay, <laughs> can you go into more detail? Well, the creature in question would be Primeval himself, Mister <laughs> Gustav, Mister Alligator. Was that his name? What? Primeval. <laughs> was that his name? His name yeah. was not Primeval. <laughs> it was Alligator. You know, it was <laughs> his name was Gustav the Eater. <laughs> was that it? What, what about that? What about that campaign for that movie that where they try to disguise the fact that they're making an alligator a serial killer, killer film, yeah. right? Yeah, yeah. They try to make it look like it was a serial killer. That was film. really wise, though. They were like, "Look, this film is going to be shit." That whole marketing campaign was a crock. We're going to try it. That's a good. I like that joke, though. You're welcome. Anyway. How did that movie do? Well, it, it, two tickets were sold. Yeah, we 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 gleefully saw that. Steve took a day off from work so we could see that. Oh. Yeah, it was the highlight of my year. Remember the last time I took a day off work. To see a movie with you before. What, what was it? Well, Mine Hunters. Oh, I thought you went back to work. You were so depressed. You're I was like, mad that it. I I'm took going it back off, to work. Actually. Yeah, I got upset during the movie. Um, you know who else took off work? Rennie Harlan when he made it. Um, but the campaign was funny. And the Primeval, are you sure it didn't make money? Because it did star Brooke Langton and Orlando Jones. And the beefy guy from Prison Break. And Blade 3. And Blade 3, yeah. What's that guy's well, name? Micah, do you know? You know everything. Dominic Purcell, the man with the low-cut T-shirt. God, so I was, hoping, off he, his chest I was hoping he would say. Low-cut T-shirt and Colin Henry Hanks. Rollins' neck. Fuck Colin Hanks. <laughs> <laughs> Who was the guy? Who's the beefy guy from Prison Break? Colin Hanks. <laughs> be, be silent, orchestrator. <laughs> you need to produce some and stuff. Let's get this uh, podcast... Um, you know, get, let's get it off. You know what right would suck? You know what would suck? If, we, if we, we were doing a podcast with a celebrity... It said, uh, it "Was like okay, I think I think I heard that Tom Hanks is going to call in, and then oh fuck, it's Colin Hanks. <laughs> Wouldn't that be the worst? 
Look, are we ever going to talk about Primeval, or, or is it just a, a little tease? It was a, it was kind of a joke, but I, I'd be more than happy to talk about Primeval. Yeah, you guys go ahead. I'll sit back and listen. It, Justin, you can ask us Primeval I, trivia. Okay. I must say my least favorite part was when the alligator interrupted the rape scene. The alligator saved her from being raped. And that's not a spoiler. Bro- Brooke Lang- yeah, but the alligator Brooke had to, the alligator had to have gone through ninja training because he snuck up on every. Well, there's only the, the, the alligator two people there. Did strike at, at convenient moments, which makes me think part of this story might be fictitious because it's based on true events. Gustav right. the Croc or alligator, whatever he, whatever you is call his it. Name really Gustav in the movie? Yeah, yeah. no, no, they named it. Gustav is his, yeah, is his name. Um. So okay, let me ask you some questions. Bring did it. Did Orlando Jones get eaten? Do we, do we want to ruin that for the fine readers? He was listeners? devoured. Oh. And then, and then they later... Thank you for answering the question. The thing is, though, the way that they handled Orlando Jones's is eventual eatonment is, is surprising. Okay. Because you think, first of all, he's the uh, the token black guy in the in the story. Okay. Uh, even though it takes place in Africa. Okay. But he um he's like a, a smart-ass kind of... You know, brash guy, and he then he finds himself. He's like, you know what? I see what these people are going through, and I feel for them. And then he becomes racist, and then he gets eaten. But he does, you don't see him get eaten. You think he may survive, and then later on they just find his body. So and was it. he good enough? He was fine. He was okay, but it was handled very shoddily. Okay. The whole thing. With Let him. me ask you another question: Did Colin Hanks get eaten? He actually didn't. He play Gustav. Oh, oh, Call Hanks. If if there's any god, he did get eaten. <laughs> How about Brooke Langton? Did she make it? She, did she make it? Usually, yeah, the, yeah, yeah, she did. And she was usually the ladies make she's, it. She, she used to be quite a saucy. Was she woman. not cute? Enough? She didn't look right. Something looked wrong. Well, she was in the middle of being raped in the uh, the whole movie. No, we're talking about looked wrong. Yeah. <laughs> oh right, I'm sorry. I, th- I thought you were talking about the exciting moments. No, see, I like. I thought she was very cute in the replacement and swingers. She was cute in swingers. She was. That was uh, John Favreau. No, but she was the. Remember, she was the person that he gets the you know her number and then calls and destroys himself on her answering machine. Yeah, it's a, it's a smart, do you like harrowing how, sequence. Do you like how Primeval tried to be clever with? Uh, you mean the alligator? No, he didn't the, crack jokes. No, no, we're not, we're not talking about creature teeth. We're talking about the um, how the film itself was trying to be clever with the twist ending. With oh, the guy at the beginning who was supposed to be your friend turned out to be the bad guy. Colin Hanks. Little little the, uh, Gustav. The Jim and Hansu look alike. Right, yeah, little Gustav. Lil Gustav. That's right. Boy, didn't see that one coming, though. Actually, I didn't. Because forg- they didn't really introduce the character. He just like, says hi, and he gives yeah, him a look, he, and that's he's it. He's not even... He's like the person who meets him at the airport, and he, and he sends them on their way. And he's like, don't so the, trust anybody. So we're, the alligator we're, wasn't the true bad guy. It was, it was the man. He, it was no, actually this, was this Jim and Hansu guy eating the locals. Oh. Jim and Hansu? Digimon. Did you say Moon Knight? <laughs> 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 I believe there's another pronunciation to the name. Daryl. Daryl Hansu. We'll just call him Daryl. Let's get back to Prime Evil, sir. It was so ridiculous. Far you've told us nothing. It's, it's 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 the best killer alligator movie of two thousand and seven. Okay, but that'll change. That'll change. Cause uh, what is that one that comes out this weekend? No, I think the Queen is two thousand six. Norbit. Oh, Norbit. Mm. So Prime Evil was a fantastic adventure. That made. What was the last? Okay, what what movies have we seen in theaters this year? Let's talk about that. Let's do a quick recap of 207 here. Okay, I saw Children of Men, 2006. Well, that's that's because you were late to the party. 2007, I saw Pan's Labyrinth. Because you were late to the party. Yeah, well, we all can't see it three years early. Yeah. <laughs> I saw it before it was made. Yeah, you saw it before it was even conjured up. That's about it for me. I yeah. mean, I, I've seen, I'm I'm headed to see this weekend. Well, Smoke and what Aces. Do, what are we seeing this oh, weekend? Smoke, Smoke and Aces. Aces we yeah. saw that. And? Um, is there anything else? The Pan's Labyrinth, Smoke and Aces, 
Good grief. What other films have come out this well, year? Primeval was 07 when we saw it. Well, yeah, that's that's the high point. I am forgetting that. Stomp the Yard, says Micah, our producer. The orchestrator. Why, why are you ignoring the black that? Stomp yeah. the Yard's black? Yeah. What is Stomp the Yard? What is the, that black terminology for? Well, stomping. It's a, it's a form of dance by uh, fraternities that's organized and showy. And so I thought it was like Stomp, that Broadway thing. No. See, no I knew there that. There are no pots and pans involved. If you'd there's give not, me, there's not a showdown with two trash can ladies. Had you given me time, I would have explained that exactly like you did. Because I knew. Go ahead. Oh Go no, it's too late. It's too late now because I knew. I knew. I know the street. Uh, the street lingo for stomp the yard. I didn't see. I didn't, Absolutely. The street lingo <laughs> <for>. <laughs> <laughs> I didn't see stomp. It, me, it means walk across that part over there. You know, take okay. a little stroll. I haven't seen anything. I didn't see the hitcher. I want to go see the hitcher. You wouldn't go, Nick. You're flat out refused. Yeah. There's so, a lot of little ambient noise <laughs> or ambiance. There hasn't been much that, to see, no, really. 2007, it so far, has been a But a, the Hannibal, a the big new Hannibal failure. movie comes out. So Hannibal, and we didn't see The Messengers yet. No, I want I kind of want to see it. Mm-hmm. That's, a, you, that's a sequel to The Postman, right? <laughs> the ch- a little Chud connection to it. Yep. It was written by uh, me. <laughs> Did you write that? There's got to be something we're forgetting. Oh, there is. Oh, there's tons of stuff I'm sure we're forgetting, but that's okay. We're just a movie podcast. It's been it's it's been a pile of dicks. Anybody so. know what our rating is? Are we like uh, number three already, or are we still in the six uh, hundred? We just surpassed uh, the uh, American Idol podcast. <laughs> we were low on the ratings, and then we didn't put any. Were we behind up. that sex talk show? Wasn't there like a sex talk show we looked at a long time ago? Yeah, no, there's a ton of sex talk shows. They're all more popular. I don't know why you're worried about our ratings. Well, I, I knew the ratings were going to take a hit when I left, but now that I'm back, they should have spiked again. Well, because I wasn't here. I mean, who else would listen to it? I would not be surprised if all of my equipment dissolved as a retaliation to our performances. <laughs> That's quite all right. That's I all right. think we're terrific. Well, it is. It's a vi- I think we're, you know what? I'm, I'm glad we're back. I think a lot of people are very happy. Define a lot. They're, they're all in this room. That's <laughs> yeah, we're happy we're not doing other things right now with our yeah. time. Ah, fuck it. We're going to get like a... Uh, you know what I'm going to do? I don't, uh, I'm, we're going to put a little... Uh, this is a little excitement for the podcast listeners should i should i should i tease them or should i just flat out tell them i think i'll just tell them Do both. we're gonna we're gonna create a myspace page for that's right podcast. justin justin is gonna get off the schneid and and build a uh, a chud podcast page which will be updated half as quickly as the actual show <laughs> so it's gonna be great it's a, a myspace <laughs> page for our podcast and uh, we're gonna be asking for friends Asking for comments and deleting the ones that say that were crap. How soon does that show up on my death space? Yeah. <laughs> so it's a ratings joke. And I guess this is the end of this. Yeah, no, this there goes all the telephones. We're already getting calls. Are we supposed to be taking listener calls already? Hey, wait, guys. Are you sure that's not Colin Hanks or... <laughs> on the phone, on the line? I'm thinking it's the hey, it's creature tooth. <laughs> He's back. <laughs> Justin, yep. I would really be interested in uh, your take on um, Anna Nicole Smith's demise. Oh, I, I think it's, I think it's sad, Nick. I really, I mean, it's a sad ending to her. Seems like what you know, a sad few months of her life, sad year to her life. Or her son died, got sued like crazy. Paternity, what all the paternity stuff. That's that's all I gotta say about now, that. Now, what percentage sad. of the tits did she have? She had a lot of breasts. <laughs>
Haywire was not a good film. We Livewire, Pierce Brosnan. Great. Yeah, okay, oh. I was thinking of Live. No, I was thinking of Live. Angelina Wire. Jolie. I'll just make up. A is film. that her in Foxfire? No, no, this no, no. Fi- you're Fox right. Fire was with Angela. Firefox. That's the one Fire called Firefox was Fox Eastwood. Fire. Yeah. Fox Fire, yeah. Fox Fire. Right. and Eddie Albert. That wasn't it. Can you imagine... Okay, we're in, we're back, by the way. Um, can you imagine if some, some person was dying to see Angelina Jolie's first film and they fucking show up and Clint Eastwood's flying around in a plane? What it's the a better, fuck? It's a better film than is, uh, Fox it, Fire. No, Firefox is dreadfully slow. It's a better film than Fox Fire. It doesn't matter. It was funny because uh, it's Eastwood. Agent Eastwood. Skinner had one directive by his superiors and Firefox. You know, well, it, it was Eastwood's attempt at a James Bond film. Steve, Steve hates he failed. It's better than Foxfire. I think Flags of Iwo Jima is his current attempt at a James Bond film. It is true. That was, that was, you know, it's Bloodwork. Funny thing about Bloodwork is I was so excited about that movie because two Clint Eastwood and Dennis Leary finally paired together. <laughs> Is Larry in that movie? Yeah, he's in it. He plays because you know who's it. He plays the grumpy guy. Um, Jeff Daniels is in that movie, right? All right. Why'd you bring? I mean, is that worth bringing up? I like Jeff Daniels a lot. He's all right. Actually. You won't like him. Actually. He plays uh, the bad guy. Uh, right? Yeah, uh, and here's here's the big reveal. The na- the villain's like no one, and his name is Noon. His last name is Noon, and the villain is named No One. Really? So if you do some math, you realize, oh my shit. The killer Noon, was Noon. No one. The killer was Peter Noon. <laughs> he should be that fucking asshole. Noon, Herman's Herman. No one. He's an asshole. Noon, no. Oh, I see. So he yeah. like he didn't even think outside the box. That's right. He, he left clues for them to see. They didn't catch up. Yeah, the first one, they found a body with in semen on the belly. It said Jeff Daniels killed me. <laughs> so what are we talking about now? Oh, uh, we're I'm talking about Hannibal, of course. Oh yes, that's right. So that Hannibal. Makes sense. Yeah. The funny, the yeah, Hannibal. The funny, the, the best Hannibal comment. Do you remember the Sopranos episode where James Gandolfini is like the first season? He calls him Hannibal Lecture. Who? Oh, and Tony Tony Soprano. He calls him Hannibal Lecture. It's a little bit of a joke. Oh, well, I mean, it's just funny. I think it would be. I think it would have been a better series with that name. Hannibal Lecture. He because he he, he he does the speaking circuit and then he eats men. But if he were if he was uh, a teacher, you wouldn't give him an apple, would you? You give him like a hand. Like an applause? No, a, a hand to gnaw on. You mean like the ninjas? Okay, a fist. You, you'd give him a man's like fist. Like Stallone? Okay. What you would do is you'd give him <laughs> Rambo 3 to gnaw on. You mean like... Li- you mean like Carl Weathers? Okay. What you would do is you'd give him a copy of Jim Cotta on VHS. All right, that makes eat. sense. That makes sense. You mean like the one in the Smithsonian? Okay, what you would do... You know what's great it, about... Here's what's great about Hannibal, the character. He's about... How the fuck did they waste him? How, how did they use so many films with this guy? I don't even care about the character. I, the I guy... actually love some of the movies, but he's he's boring as fuck. The character's not interesting. He's a secondary character in his own film, Hannibal, pretty much. It's, the, uh, it's dull. I have to he's not been interesting I'll since Red Dragon. Not in Hannibal. Uh, he's a secondary character in Hannibal. Uh, it's, uh, I think, I think he, to say he has been interesting since Double Dragon. He's great. <laughs> <laughs> He's great in Silence of the Lambs. He wasn't even in it that much, and he's great in that. And then he, you know, Hannibal's a fun movie. They overused him. They overused him. No, I mean they didn't overuse him really. It's just that I think by the time they got to Red Dragon with that 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 um the Brett Ratner one, Brett Ratner did it just was unnecessary. And Hopkins is too old, and he he played it for laughs. It's just not that good. But I think Silence uh, is a he's great in it. He's menacing, and then Hannibal's just like a fun pop horror film kind of. Actually, Hannibal I like for the filmmaking. 
I mean, I th- I like Signs of the Lambs a lot, but I don't I don't think it was even close to the best picture. I mean, that really kind of took some it's steam. Such a, it's such a great. It's film. a I good disagree. movie. I disagree. Hannibal's very glossy, but it's also gorgeously made, and it's got great score, a great score. Yeah, the fir- the Italy sequence in that film is uh, impactful. It's, it's a vi- it's a really violent film too, which I think is re- I think it's cool because you don't see a lot of uh, horror films these days that that are that really that violent. You know, you get I guess you get Hostel and you get uh, Text what? Chainsaw at the beginning, or that was kind of gory, but now, we're not recording at all. <laughs> uh, no, leave it. Let go. Um, and the great thing is they completely misused so they had so many opportunities. They could have done a movie about Migs. Oh yeah. The guy that well, jerks I mean they're off kinda depending faces. on what's it Thomas Harris, the the writer. Who's a hack. Well they're 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 depending on his uh and on his output and he just, he keeps writing about Hannibal, so there you go. And I think he's kinda doesn't he have kind of a... he wrote the screenplay to Hannibal Rising. Woo. So Well the book was horrendously reviewed. It, it, they don't people don't like it. But uh But the thing is they said that it reads like a screenplay. It, like, it looks like it's thrown together, so maybe the movie will be good. Well, the Hannibal book read like a screenplay, too. Did it? But it wasn't the same thing as the film, if I remember correctly. No, they changed the ending, didn't they? They changed quite a bit of they it. They did, well, because she yeah, shacked big, up. Yeah, she the, shacked up with him. The big thing was the ending. Yeah. So what, they play basketball? Yes. Okay. No, they play steel. Oh, okay. Uh, uh, Super Nintendo. But I think the trailers, I mean, they're it's doing a, a good Shaq job. Fu. It's a great game. Shaq Fu? I don't know. I thought it there was, was a, on, it was it was hold on. Cross this is horseshit. I thought there was a steel game. No. I although there were thefts of the Shaq Fu game. No, I stole. So three somebody of them. stole. I stole three of them. Okay. So anyway, Hannibal, Justin. I, th- I think they're doing a good job. If it's a bad movie, which it, it it's, you think it probably is because they're releasing it now. Um, Actually, Hannibal good, came out in February too. Did it? Mm-hmm. Well, they're doing a good job. I mean, is there any buzz? Have people seen it? No one's seen they've, it, right? Uh, no, but the thing is, there's enough name recognition, and there's they're marketing it. Pretty if they well. liked it, they'd be showing it. Right? It's going to do very well internationally, no doubt. But it's got kind of an interesting pedigree. I mean, it's not no one. Ever, it's uh, the the what did the well, we looked up the director? What did he direct? Girl with this? the pearl earring. Yeah, I mean, he's kind of an interesting choice for this movie. And uh, the who's the actor? Who's the lead actor? Gaspar Ulliel. And what's he, what has he been in though? Like, yep, very long engagement. Oh, I saw him in that. Well, way to go! But they they do a good job of trying to make the connection between Hopkins and this new guy. With the end of the trailer, when they have the the picture, the poster from Hannibal, which is Hopkins' face, and then they superimpose it over the new guy. Yeah. But why was so it a picture from Instinct? Well, I don't really know. <laughs> is uh, which is, is the film he took over from? Is Hopkins from Connery, in this? When is, Connery dropped Does anybody out. know? Does anybody know that if Hopkins is, makes an appearance in this? No, he uses like I don't. I don't know. I, don't it, I wouldn't be surprised if at the end it's like, oh look. I mean, I mean honestly, uh, he's long since uh, proven he, he's he's capable of sh- sh- shilling. Yeah, in his role. Well, he I, he's got his own thing going on. I mean, he he direct he's directing some movie now. Like he directed his own movie, but and he was the world's fastest Indian. Exactly. But uh, I'm looking forward to this movie. I mean, I, I probably I'm probably dumb, but it looks. I think the previews look. Let pretty me help sharp. you. Let's just take the probably out of the sentence. <laughs> You're fucking dumb. You're you not excited. Are you not excited? You're excited about it. I'm excited about watching you watch it. Yeah, I, I, I think it's gonna, I think it'd be terror. Right. But it's got Dominic West and who's the other guy we mentioned? Kevin oh, McKidd from the, Rome and uh, Risa fans. Yeah, it's so, got a good cast. I, the, at the worst case scenario, it'll probably be gory and creepy. But the thing is, the the, the thing that made Hannibal great was the mystique, and it seems like they're peeling everything away. And now it's like, here's everything you wanted to know about Hannibal, but we're afraid to ask. And I, I, I mean, how much do we need to see the guy? He's not worth his own film. Again, 
Yeah, and, that, that, and I wish Harris would have written uh, who's the who's the cop or who's the detective in. Oh uh, yeah, he was the best. In, Will uh, uh, Red Dragon. Will uh, what was his last name? Uh, yeah, Will in, Graham. Will, Will Graham. Graham. He in Will in uh, Red Dragon in the book, they kind of he. Harris kind of paints Will Graham as a guy that could be a serial killer, but as actually right. a detective, and that's why I always thought he would go with it. I thought he'd later become a a killer or something, and that and it really he kind of sets it up for that. And you never, you I never mean, not there. Th- th- here's a segue to uh, Monty Python. Okay, do you think they read Graham's will? <laughs> <laughs> they would have had to have taken chapstick beforehand. Chap, chap. Gasper, Chapman, Chapman stick. Uh, th- Steve, I, Chap I, Man Steve, stick. I appreciate, I appreciate you shining the light away from my bad joke onto your own. <laughs> like I'm here to one up you. Oh, I can ruin any joke. Chapman don't worry about it. Chapman, <laughs> that's true. That is a good name. I don't know if we've talked about this, Justin. How do you feel about Anna Nicole Smith's demise? <laughs> <laughs> Every segment we need to have this discussion. And work I think it's a sad. Let's play, let's play, let's do the seven degrees of separation between Anna Nicole and the Grim Reaper. I'm gonna try to think of a new thing to. <laughs> uh, Mike, if you could, can you please go back to that IMDb calendar? Let's take a look at the at the near future. Why do you have to put the orchestrator to work? He's this, too busy this, producing this masterpiece. Steve saying he doesn't like Radiohead. I hate them. Why? They're a, a, they're horrible. I'm they're not, not a fan either. They're really not good. They're okay. really good. <laughs> Finally, okay, so here we go. I agree with next you. Next week, really holy bad. shit! Next week is gonna blow the dick out of you. What's Ghost Rider and Bridge to Terabithia. Holy shit! Walden Books present. Walden Media presents. I'm. I'll, I'll say Walden it. Walden Books. Well, the hell what an it. asshole! Yeah, that's my fault. Why? Is that a black movie? Yeah, Taylor, Tyler, 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 Tyler Perry. I just feel like there's too much racism. Well, there is. There's not, not enough. There's not enough. No. Um, that Ghost movie will be huge. But how do you think Ghost Ghost Rider will do? I don't know if that's going to crack at the top ten. It will. It'll be. Uh, it'll be number one or number two. You talking about Daddy's Little Girls? No, Daddy's Little Girl will probably be number one. No way. Yes. I'll see, I'm going to see Tyler Perry. Times. I think Bridge to Terabithia is going to be. Out Wednesday, so it's going to get a, a jump on. Which one? <laughs> I, seriously, that'll be number one. I mean, it, it'll be weird if it isn't. That guy's huge. What about the bridge to Terabithia? It's, it's going to be kids. Nah. Kids buy tickets. No, it won't. That won't do that much. But I think the Actually, Ghost Rider kids will. Don't. Ghost Rider will do all right at first. I, I'm looking forward okay. to seeing Ghost Rider. What's your prediction for Ghost Rider's opening weekend? I don't know. I'm not. I'm not a numbers man. I'm going to say 15. I, I'd at say best. under 20. Yeah. But I, I think. How it, much did it cost, Justin? I think Mike. Mike has said it cost like 150 million. That's unfortunate for uh, to spend 150 million on Ghost Rider, but I mean, I think the trails look alright. I thought this was a good follow up to Valley Girl for Nick Cage. It's just yeah. been delayed so long. I don't know if it's really. <laughs> How much did he get for that film? For for this film, rather, Ghost Rider. Probably a lot of money. Yeah, I'm not his agent. I don't know. You're supposed to know everything. No. Oh. I think I think his fee was that they agreed to erase his part in the Wicker Man. <laughs> Wicker Man. He's on a roll here of uh, making nothing but tremendously terrible films. Mm. What was his last good movie, Nick Cage? Well, he, he was in that movie, uh, World Trade Center. You thought you liked that? It was okay, but yeah. I wouldn't say. That. I mean, that's not a Nick Cage movie, really. Um, Captain last Corelli, Nick Cage movie? Captain Corelli, or Captain Corellian. No, he did something between. Oh uh, no, adaptation. Yeah, was adaptation. Great. Yeah, great. That was like two. That's two how years much ago fuck now? fish. He can act. Like I know, but it's well after fucking uh, the one he mentioned. 
Captain Corelli. Captain Corelli and Conair. He's in a movie. Uh, there, I think they announced with Will Smith where they him they do some timeshare and they battle. It's called timeshare. Pretty that's is that what it's called? Yes. Yeah. And that's wow. Not and that's not that's not to be confused with the Harvey Fierstein movie Tim Share, is it? I like Cage. I still like him. Even I like him he's, too, but he's, he's getting a little bit. He's creeping me out quite a bit. He's getting a little long in the sailor's tooth. <laughs> but yeah, and he did play. You remember he, his character in um, uh, Sailor Ripley? Wild Heart. Sailor Heart. Sa- yeah. Sailor Sailor Heart. <laughs> sailor Ripley. What a damn idiot! All right. So so Ghost Rider, you're looking forward to it. Yes, and I can't believe you're not. Why aren't you? Because it looks like danger. Of course it does, but I, mean, I don't like the character Ghost Rider, and I don't. There's nothing about that movie that doesn't seem like a joke. It looks like the kind of movie like you'd see joked about. Like if you're watching Last Action Hero, that's one of the trailers that they're watching. I think that the the trailer looks like it has some fun stuff in it. I mean, and you know, I'm sure it'll be bad. Don't get me wrong, but I mean, the the trailers look all right. But no, no, they, they don't. Do. Yeah, they do. No, they don't. They're talking about the FEMA trailer. Oh, really? <laughs> this is a good argument, though. No, they don't. There's some good. There's some good nerd stuff in it, but the nerd. I think you're talking about Daddy's Little Girls now. No, I mean, there is. There's some good nerd shots in it, but no one's going to like it because it's Ghost Rider. It's, so. it's horseshit. It's sad to see Sam Elliott slumming. I mean, if you put, if you put, if you put the you know flaming um, horse, the guy with the you know, the hor- you know the headless horseman over the hell the, the, the in, in the Lord of the Rings. Doing a good job of representing like the Ghost Rider fans. Huh? Nothing. Keep going, please. I like the CGI motorcycle driving down the CGI building with the CGI chain. That's great. The chain's real. Oh, the chain was the only yeah. real part of that. If you don't. No, I don't know. You, like, I, I feel like if you my don't head's like that fire. part, like if you don't, if you don't like that, I mean, if that's, that's I don't like any of it. I mean, it's silly, but if you if you're not into it, then just don't see that movie because that, that that's what that movie is. It, Asked it, and answered. It's <laughs> a guy. It's a guy with a flaming skull riding up buildings on a motorcycle. I mean, that's it. That's what you're getting. I don't think riding up buildings is an integral part of his of his mystique. I don't think, I don't that was think the superpower given to him, right? Riding up buildings. You're able to you're able to drive down buildings as as if they were well, roads. Somebody needs to put a fucking squeegee on them wheels. I'm just, here's, here's thinking, just if you're gonna drive down buildings, at least wash. The I hope windows. that they. I hope that they. They. Uh, he gets to ride up buildings. I mean, if they make a Ghost Rider movie, I hope he's riding up buildings. Fuck. Fuck that. Fuck saying no to riding up buildings. That's what I say. <laughs> I can't believe you're like, oh, I can't believe he's riding up buildings. I'm not seeing this movie. <laughs> That's the only reason I won't see it. God is is completely. Did you, see, did you see that the Wes Bentley drives a flaming Segway? I hope. <laughs> he drives a Segway. Yeah, he leans forward and approaches Ghost Rider. <laughs> without falling down um, so yeah and I like Eva Mendes as like the seventh build actor in a film but she's the romantic lead she's pretty yeah that's all you could say hey look she's pretty and Hispanic she's that's, pretty she's very pretty she's very pretty I can't remember Bentley these days Eva Mendes and uh, Donal Donald Logue Donald Logue I like Donald Logue yeah. I can't remember does it say and Peter Fonda or is he just thrown in the middle of all it's that introducing Oh, really? That's Intr- odd. He, he, reintroducing Peter He Fonda. plays Mephistopheles, you see. For, for fans wow. of Escape from L.A., reintroducing Peter Fonda. Peter Fonda needs to go away. Yeah, he's, he's never been good. Yeah, to Peter Fonda's not very exciting, but with Sam Elliott's in it, he's always fun. I love him, but he's slumming in this film. Bridge to Terabithia is, like, uh, to me, indicative of the worst in what's going on in filmmaking right now. Oh, yeah, yeah. It's like It looks like uh, they're trying to copy off of uh, Lion, the Witch, and the Wardrobe, which was in turn trying to copy off Lord of the Rings. Which is in turn trying to copy off uh, the Skulls. The, 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 the Joshua Jackson. <laughs> Actually, here's what, we, here's what we need to do. We need to retrace <laughs> the lineage of films. Film. 
<laughs> so, okay, let, here, we'll take turns. Is Joshua Jackson the star of Skulls, by the way? Him and Paul Walker. Paul Walker, yeah. Yeah. Um, and, and Christina Ricci, because did you see that fucking skull of hers? First of all, Christina Ricci, by the way, and Black Snake Moan, she yeah, looks like she's I've heard that is turn. a, uh, I mean, did you hear, did you read the reviews of yeah. that thing? Like the worst thing since being no, no, punched by yeah, Jesus. Yeah, but they said that she's fucking incredible in that. Yeah, but uh, from the neck down, she's very nice looking in this movie. Her head, it's like it's like it's like I, having I sex with attractive. Betty Boop. Having sex with who? Betty Boop. The, fucking, and, you know what? Here's if that movie was real, she'd be outside a fucking red light would appear, and the predator would come and take that fancy skull into his ship. Because that's her. She's got a weird head. <laughs> <laughs> Again, I, I don't think that's a guiding uh, principle for the predator. He, I don't think he. There's not a weird head vision mode. He's like he. I'm telling you, the Predator, it's just like anything else. If you're a collector, you look for the really out there stuff, and, and, and fucking Christina Ricci's head would be the fucking holy grail of heads. I mean, it's just it's just so odd and so unique. So you're saying he has an alien skull. Actually, you know what, though? It and, might, and, but that's not good enough. He needs Christina Ricci. It might, he, he might come down to the planet and then take the head of that fucking girl from uh, Sin City, <laughs> Devin Aoki. <laughs> I mean... I I mean, because she, I mean, hey. She looks like the Predator here's a little what, bit. You want to hear how fucked up this is? Her first her first gig was showing up at night near Whitley Stryber's house. <laughs> also, I, I object to you identifying her from Sin City when she's clearly from Dead or Alive. She's also from that other movie. Mean Girls or something? Mm-mm. Some yeah. s- Deb's right. And this is a mean-spirited conversation. So I don't care who what else, Who else's head would the Predator take? Oh, God. Okay, well, I mean, the Predator would be... It might take Ben Affleck's head. Mm, you know who? Yeah, you know no, who, no, that wouldn't fit on the ship. You, what? You knew his head it would take, and, and, and you'd see a fucking UFO flying around with the, with <laughs> a skull tied to the roof, a, a tuft of hair. Above. All right, because skulls have hair. All right, this Justin? this well, head this, it would come down. It would it would come <laughs> down first four. Okay, Robert, Robert, uh, Robert Zadar. Yes, I don't think he'd give it away freely. I think I think the Predator would lose that fight. The Predator would need two ships for that fucking. <laughs> <laughs> Whatever happened to the film genealogy? Yeah, I like that idea, but but this is this is pretty rich. This is this is rude. And then what about people with little tiny heads? Like, wait, who's well, got a mini head? Well, Dinklage would start. No, his head's though, his head is man size, which is what makes the dwarf appearance that much more profound. That's, that would be a key. What makes head. dwarfs fantastic is that they have a man sized head right. and, a, and a child's body. What's the brain? Is it a child's brain or a man's brain? It's a it's a giraffe brain. Really? It's something weird. They're not. They don't have the same physiognomy as you or I. <laughs> Are they even humans? It is a child's liver. <laughs> That's it. Everything else is normal. Hold on. Are dwarves even human? <laughs> do they have Do they have a heart? <laughs> what? They're they're tiny. I mean, should do they even have a heart? I don't know. Do they? They don't even have souls. <laughs> Cutting edge dwarf science going on right here. I'm, I'm, I'm just stating scientific fact. <laughs> Remember when I was talking about mean spirited conversations? <laughs> we should go over. We should go over and catch him in his waterbed and ask him. And by waterbed, I mean petri dish. I think you say like a little hot water bottle. It's a little waterbed. Funny thing is, I mean, because they're tiny. You know. <laughs> Who else has weird heads? Menasavari's got one one masterful skull on her. She got a big head. Mm-hmm. It's, not, it's not really big It's just oblong I don't know She's kind of 
normal. What about the guy from Infamous? To- Toby, whatever his name is. That guy's got a bizarre head. He's got a mini head. I didn't see Infamous. What about Tom Skull? Tom Skull's got a fantastic head. Really? What other? I mean, okay. It makes but sense let's do the, to take that one. Right? Let's do the film genealogy thing. So, let's, let's reverse engineer a film. All right. So, you, you start, sir. What, me? Just name a film. Well, we'll reverse engineer it. The Money Pit. We'll take turns backwards, and we'll hand it, we'll, we'll include Micah. What, what, Money Pit 2, Micah? The Brothers. Which okay, came out brothers after, after the Money weird. Pit, though. It's yeah. weird how that works. It was a time-traveling there, film. No, there's a time-travel paradox. Really? Did it go through a wormhole or something? No, it, it pushed Joan Collins out of the way. Speaking of paradox, excellent. Pat, Patsy Kensett yeah. in Lethal Weapon 2. She kind of does have a big head. She was under a paradox. Oh, okay. I love, sure. the, I love these random conversations. So okay, so for, I'm going to revert. So how did how did they get the brothers all the way to which money, money pit? I think Mike already broke the game. He went. He <laughs> flash forwarded. You ruined it though. You Tyler parried everything. Way to go! It's impossible to link the money pit and the brothers. It can be done. It's impossible. We we have the technology. You would have to go. It's, I mean, if you went the money pit, the accused, Starman, Jagged Edge, Saving Private Ryan, right? Then you I, go back in time. I have that box set, actually. You go back to 1993 with Bo- Slipstream. Bonfire Mark Hamill's. The Vanities. That's after Slipstream. The Giver. No, that happened on the set of Action Jackson. Really? I think that actually. I, uh, wait, then you got to include House Party 4, and then you get to the brothers. Here, here's the thing. I, I think that the Hughes was. And Bats. I'm before, sorry, Bats. But in there. The Hughes was after the Money Pit, though. I'm sorry. Did you say Bats? Yeah. Or Bats? Bats uh, with Lou Diamond. No, no, Baps, and Bat, Baps is not fitting there. It does. How? Baps has nothing to do with the brothers. Nope. Oh, no, shit, you're right. It does. Wow, you're absolutely you're right. Smart. Eh, I'm a little slow there. Baps and then Bats uh, with Lou Diamond. And then you go to the brothers. Oh, my God. Okay, yeah. but here's the thing. It's, a, it's okay, perfect. Help, help. Bat- it's what help. you call urban sprawl. <laughs> <laughs> you have Baps and then Leon. Jesus Christ. Pope continues to urban link and Baps. No, no, Leon is Leon's okay, like a, on a an second. offspring. I got to call. I got to call. I got to pull rank. Because this is fucked. Leon's an offspring, by the way. Could you guys, before you the tree has that branched. conversation, could you say Baps and Bats back-to-back a hundred more times, please? Yeah, it's, it's, it's fucked up. Anyway. Go. If our listeners cannot understand what we're I saying. I want to reverse engineer a film, goddammit. Okay, but, but it has to be chronological. Because okay, we're professionals. And we will adhere to chronology. Go. All right. Um, I would like to reverse engineer backwards, starting from... But you have to get the year or thereabouts, right? You oh, yeah. Know this. We're I know. I want to. Okay. But it, it let's helps reverse the engineer back. I'm going to start with this: a big movie, Julian Poe. <laughs> <laughs> God damn it! It's thread killer. <laughs> damn. <laughs> this is the sound of this is the sound of podcast <laughs> laughter. Do you have that on your shelves, by the way? Uh, you have to. Have, we have to get don't, it. Don't tell mom the babysitter's dead. Steve. We have to get it. No, don't do me next. Hell no, you go to him. No. You go to... You. C- don't tell... Julian Poe to don't tell mom the babysitter's dead. And go for Take us through. Julian Poe. It's like, it's, like, it's like a recipe. What builds Julian Poe? <laughs> <laughs> that's, that, that's too difficult for me to get, though. I got it. All right, Justin. Niagara, Niagara, because that was what's her face was in that. We're not in, actually being. 
They're not really <laughs> tied together by an actor. Holy We're crap. talking about filmic ingredients. Like, uh, uh, but I'm help. I'm like helping. Like, you, you want to? You fucking want to be serious a little bit about this? I'm helping you be serious. I was. I'm obviously. Yeah, yeah. I mean, you I, are by bringing Julian. So Poe, Niagara yeah. Niagara is my choice. Okay. Because of Henry Thomas was in that. So that's that's the lineage. What, is Niagara Niagara d- directly tied to what what film, Micah? Is that is that is that basically if you were to oh, pitch, okay. if you were to go to a movie studio and pitch Julian Poe, would you say Niagara Niagara meets Don't Tell Mom the Babysitter's Dead? Yes. Okay, good. All right, we'll do a different film. So that's that's what we're doing. That's the magic we're making. Okay. So Steve, name a film and we'll reverse engineer it. You would have to You have to give us you give us a film and then Michael will give us a different film and we'll and we'll build the parts in between. All right. Enjoy it. You would start with uh Amistad. Okay, Michael. What would what's the uh, other film? Akira. Okay. Well, that's obvious. Okay. Well, you're out of it right now. It's our <laughs> turn. See, Justin. Yes. Take us a step closer to to Amistad. From Akira. <laughs> Morvern Caller. Okay, Morvern Caller. Okay, so uh, Amistad is Akira meets Morvern Caller meets. Are you saying that right? Morvern was it Morvern Caller? Morvern Caller. Morvern Caller and um Amistad. Akira. Mm. No, no, we're building two of them. Um, Amistad's the ultimate goal. To get to Amistad, you get Akira, Morvern Caller. Yeah. And then you do uh, Addict to Love. Yeah, with uh Matthew Brock and Meg Ryan. Maybe, yeah, right? well, yeah, we all know who's in it. And then uh what else? Okay, Michael, what? by Griffin Dunn. Congrats. And Jackie Carroll, okay, that, congrats. Yeah. Thank you, Trivia Dan. Kelly, Pre- Kelly Preston. Nothing nothing you have that we can't get on IMDb. Um, <laughs> so, Mike, could take us a step closer to Amistad. Terminal velocity. I think we're there, actually. I mean, <laughs> I think we don't even need to add Steve. I think I we're, we've made the, it to Amistad. The other night. Terminal velocity. I th- Did Sean, you? Sean Penn. Not Sean, Sean Penn, sorry. James Charlie Sheen. James, James Gandolfini, Christopher McDonald, Christopher McDonald, and uh, Natasha Kinski. She's hot back then. Yeah, even before. She's approaching fifty. Yeah. Did you now? Um, I have to admit, I was a little over- underwhelmed with the Amistad toys that came out. Were you? Yeah, I had the Playmobile. Yeah. And uh, it was expensive. They did not give it free. Mm-hmm. But. Uh, <laughs> That's pretty good, though. I like, hold on. <laughs> That's a good joke. If it was, yeah, that's a good joke. All right, thanks, Steve. I like Steve. that joke. Okay. Right, can you say that joke again? No. Why are you going to, slowly? Say it slowly in hushed tones. Okay. Uh, I'm going to start with another film, and you're going to build to it. Um, if you could, I would like to, um, I would like to, uh, to, 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 re- to reverse engineer um, from, um, I can't remember the full name. I think it was Drowning Mona. So we're going to reverse engineer from Drowning Mona to Justin. Are you talking about Bette Midler? That Bette yeah. Midler movie? Yeah. I want to. Re- what built? What? What do you? How do you get to Drowning Mona from? No, this is gonna. You're gonna think that I'm lying. Morvan Caller. <laughs> so Morvan Caller to thanks to Drowning Mona. Michael, what's the first ingredient? Miscongeniality two. Steve, and, and then to to create the epic Drowning Mona, you take Morvan Caller, 
Miss Congeniality 2 and? Michael Caine was in Miss Congeniality 2. Thank you, IMDb right. Jr. Michael Caine was also... Oh, I forgot. We're changing the rules again. I play by my own rules, so oh, thank you. I'm a rogue. So Michael Caine was in Miss, Congeni- Miss Congeniality 2. He was also in The Hand, which was written by Oliver Stone, who directed Born on the Fourth of July, which had Morven Collar in it. <laughs> if you could have somehow put band of the hand in there, it would have been perfect. Oh. Do you know who they almost cast in Miss Congeniality? Who? Devin Ioki. But it it was when it was a different it was called Miss Congenital Defect. These ratings went right to hell when we started Chud playing this, podcast, this dumb big game. Big amongst Asians. <laughs> hey, Justin. Yes. Um, what is the first beaver shot you ever saw in a movie? Like a non-porn. non-porn? A non-family home video. First beaver shot. It's pretty uh, easy, though. I, I asked him first. You'll get your chance. <laughs> it's good that you know his. Answer. But I'm gonna take uh, an uh, hour to think uh, about. Uh, it like let me think is. about. It. Let me think about. First nudity you saw in a movie theater. First nudity oh, I in saw a movie theater. Movie theater? Yeah. Non-family. I'm, I mean, might have been airplane first nudity, but I don't know about the there first. There was nudity. Yeah, there's nudity in the oh, original airplane. Where the shirt flies off, right? Yeah, but I'm talking about. That's that's an interesting beaver shot. No, as you said you you, you, you switched. To I know. I start off with beaver. Yeah, I, I, I'm I have talking to think about the first about that. female nudity in a flick. Was there any in Excalibur? Yes. Okay, I think that was mine. The, the it was the director's daughter. Beginner? Director. Yeah, at the very beginning, uh, Igraine, where she gets raped by uh, Gabrielle Burns. That was Borman's daughter? That was Bor- Borman's oh, that's daughter. That's a good dad. Why he fuck her himself? Why is that it? He mentions it on the commentary. He put a son in that one movie, yeah. too. Charlie. Yeah. Emerald, the Emerald Forest. Forest. Yeah. The Emerald Forest. Steve, do you remember yours? Uh, and not theatrical. I, I don't don't remember at all. Still haven't seen your first, right? No, you know, <laughs> not my first real-life beaver. <laughs> I'm talking about... In, there's, there's I don't remember my first theatrical, but the first time I saw nudity in a film, I think, was Porky's. But I, that was on VHS. Micah has something. Either he vibrated. But I don't... Theatrical. Uh, body double. Melanie Griffith? Or was it Stephen Bauer? No, it was the, the porn scenes. Remember? That was, a, that was a body double, though, right? It wasn't really... It wasn't her, but, but there was Beaver, I think, in that film. Was there? So, I mean, I, I just always wonder that, because, like, actually, it's still, it's still kind of like a special occurrence. In a film, yeah, like other than the Ju- other than the Julianne Moore and shortcuts, which was just that was a great scene. Not the Huey Lewis and not shortcuts. Romantic. That's a great scene, though, where she walks up sands drawers. She's Hugh- just ironing. Hugh- yeah, it was great. You know, it's Huey Lewis shows some beef in that. He he did. He had, and he peed. He, he, mm-hmm. he proved he actually had the gift of urine. Mm-hmm. That I mean, I, I remember uh, I was seeing that movie with a friend. We were in the theater and silence. I mean, like it was jaw dropping. <laughs> I mean, honestly, that was to me that was even more than the crying game reveal. It was just like we're watching Huey Lewis piss. <laughs> you know what other Wait, film featured? Got, we, there wasn't anyone else in the theater with you. We got to we got to see his news. <laughs> <laughs> oh, I was gonna say we <laughs> you know, talked s- about the best is we've talked about this, <laughs> and it, you, you, I think your your joke last time was you, the heart of rock and roll. <laughs> <laughs> well, I remember the good that, ones. That's right, Justin. You're our biggest fan. <laughs> you ought to start a MySpace page. I might, actually. Right, Steve, what were you starting to say? I don't remember now. What about penises? 
The, what the, was the first man balls you ever saw on a screen? Wait, before before we continue, let yeah. me let me tell people how I get to our MySpace pages. It's www.myspace.com backslash Morvan Caller. Caller. I knew it. <laughs> I fucking knew it. Thank, thank, thank you for including the www. Now, <laughs> I fucking knew it. Hold on a second. HTTP colon. All right. Buy a computer. There's this thing called electricity. All right, so what was your first balls on screen, Steve? Or Dick. What's your favorite cock scene? Uh, Other than Ghost Story. Top three. Top three? Yeah. yeah, Let's talk about the top three penis scenes in in mainstream film. I know number one. Ghost Story, right? No, no. Ghost Story is number one, for sure. Not for me. Number one, if you've got to have the cock and the balls, number one's got to be... Fuck. The name is just left... The wine film, sideways. Yes, one. MC Gainey. That's right. Gainey runs runs out. He's like, "Hey, look, look at these." And I think MC stands for minuscule cock. I, mm, I don't know about that. I thought it stood for mountain cat. I was waving. <laughs> mountain cat. Mountain cat Gainey. That shit was winking at the camera. <laughs> what, Justin? What else could the MC stand for? <laughs> <laughs> God damn it, this show is like a fucking riddle inside of an enigma. <laughs> what else can the MC stand for? Um, I bet now, Ghost Story is number one. Ghost Story for sure. Craig Wasson, the most unexpected penis of all time. But I didn't see it time. in its purest form. I just said, hey, you've got to see this shit, and then there it comes. So I, 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 haven't, I didn't actually that watch kinda, the film. That and kinda, it's clockwise scene. or counterclockwise, the rotation? God, I think it it's was. It's important to know. I think it was clockwise. So then you got the end of Boogie Nights. That's not real. Oh, it doesn't matter? Oh, oh, excuse me. I didn't know it mattered. But Craig Watson showing his penis in Ghost Story, that changed my life. Well, the only thing was, I mean... For real. I think, I think what made it so... I mean, what made it so shocking was that you have an A-list actor. <laughs> <laughs> well, show, so shocking is so unnecessary, you know? I, I disagree 100%. <laughs> You know what this dreams this dream death sequence needs flapping small cock. I mean, it was it was a small penis? Am I wrong? Am I remembering well, I mean, correctly? First of all, it was flaccid, and 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 if you if you studied your books, the flaccid male member has no bearing on the size of the erect member. <laughs> so he may be hung like a shrimp boat, Captain. You don't know, but what's on? It, it was it was it was you could almost couldn't tell it was rotating. It was so small. What's our next topic? <laughs> Can we talk about Can we talk about King We've Kong again? Talked about two scenes. Let's talk about King Kong again. Where's the third penis, man? The third penis. We, we, I think, don't don't be pulling a Bruce Willis in Color Night because that's lame. No, no, no. The third penis. Let's see. I'm thinking oh, it's a big star. I mean, like as big as who did you mention? I got Craig it. Gainey. Memphis Gainey and, and Craig Watson. I got it. I got the. I got it. I got it. You do. All time. All time. Might might beat out Killian Murphy. Um, shit. Oh, kill, yeah. Killian Murphy. Yeah, my, I was gonna say it might be out Craig Craig Watson. Killian Murphy. That was 20 like days later. That was like uh, an earthworm peeking out of a haystack. <laughs> <laughs> a haystack, no less. <laughs> a brown haystack, but a haystack nonetheless. When Killian it, Murphy. Maybe. Yeah. Suffered for his art. We suffered for his art. Yeah. Well, which you and McGregor film? Because back in the day, he used to show it off all uh, left and right. He did. Yeah. yeah so does Craig Watson, left, right, up, and down. <laughs> but that was in one film. Yeah. 
It took McGregor a few films McGregor, to show. McGregor does right. so much, though, to stop becoming an unexpected penis. He's just showing off at that point. Yeah. So, hey, look at this. You could write the Bible on it. Yep. Good for him. And, the, right. pi- and the pillow book, they did. Didn't they write some stuff That's, on his penis? Yeah, yeah. What the, film did Burt Lancaster show off his They write the Bible on it? Not Tough Guys. Atlantic City, I think. Huh. It was, was it Field of Dreams? No, it might have been. Hmm. Akila and the Bee. That's the one. Right. I thought it was the the film Cock and Balls, two. So, uh, J- Micah, I've, apparently you've pulled some movies off the shelf for our our favorite segment. What do you got first? All right, first up is Spartan. Demo- I, lo- I love it's that a Demolition movie. Man prequel, right? I was pissed Homer, off that David Mamet. There was no armor in this movie. It's, it's an like, Demolition Man tale. No one pranced about an armor mm. and swords and whatnot. I think we've talked about Spartan a good bit on this. On this, yeah. I love this movie. It's the next well, film. It's a lot of fun. It's a David Mamet. Isn't it Mammoth? Yeah, it's a Mammoth. Yeah. I'm reading his new book, by the way. Yeah, do you like it? Bambi versus Godzilla. It's okay. Start, but yeah, what's the best thing about Spartan other than Val Kilmer being great? Oh, it's the, the headshot. It's got Veronica Mars in it. The girl that plays Veronica Mars. Who, she's, what is she in the movie? She's the girl he rescues. She's the girl. She is? Yeah. Oh, yeah. It's got, what's the guy from Ed, Ed O'Neill? Yeah. He's he's always in Mammoth movies. He's great. The guy from Meredith Spanish Children. Spanish Prisoner. Yeah. High point, yeah. It, it has Derek Luke leaving. <laughs> Derek Luke enjoys it. That's the but, best scene. But great the, scene. But, I mean, besides, besides um, uh, Kiss Kiss Bang Bang, that's the that's the... the Kilmer performance, I think. Of yeah, I'm, I'm a little. Uh, Tombstone's good. Last few years. Very good. But, oh, I'm talking I, about the last I few actually, years. I actually choose those these roles over Tombstone. I love I love him in Tombstone. What about the Chud favorite, Hard Cash? I yeah. thought he was a little off his game. Yeah. He was not the only one. You're right. It was a letdown by Vern Troyer as well. But and this movie's good. There's, 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 like, the whole thing's great. Oh, oh, my God. Think about this. Why don't they make a fucking fantasy film with that guy? Conan the Troyer. <laughs> Steve's left. Holy shit! I would. Oh, I would. It? I would say. Oh yeah. Okay. I would own the film. I would actually buy the master print. You know. You know. Else is in this movie. It's this always pretty good and stuff. Uh, who? <laughs> Conan the Vern Troyer. <laughs> <laughs> Spartan Justin Morvin Caller Let me see actually Who's the, who's the interrogate What there's an interrogation scene Who's Is that anybody famous William Macy No I mean the person Who's interrogated Is there anybody famous They they blow themselves out Interrogated Oh no But the guy The, the one The one guy that's in it I can't, I can't remember this guy's what's, name. The, what's that great saying That Kilmer says in it Um Well he has a saying Something about your shit Or um God damn it! I remember when he breaks the guy's arm in the dumpster. Yeah, well, he he hits the, he break he. he, he here's the line about sets that. your shit to receive. Yeah, yeah, something like that. What is that? Where the chick's like talking about uh, she wants to learn how to knife her, and he's like, "No, I'm going to teach you how to kill, so that way when you meet some bastard who wants a knife fight, you send him to hell." I remember that. That's at the beginning, right? Yeah. yeah. Well, what about the yeah? Look, see what's talking about the. He he's he, he has a guy and the guy's like he broke my arm and then he takes yeah. his arm because he now destroys it's broken. it again. Yeah. <laughs> no, now it's broken. So. Yeah, so Spartan, it's a very good movie. It's yeah. a, it's a sleeper, as they say. You know who else is in it? Who? Collier. Uh, I was asking a question. Oh, 
Anybody? Who's Niagara, Niagara. There's a girl that's pretty famous in it. Who's the I girl? There's a girl agent. I don't know. She's pretty famous. I know who you're talking about. Is it? She gets shot at the end. She doesn't die. Oh, at the airport? I think she does die, actually. Yeah, she's dead. So what is our next film, then? Hey, Orchestrator. What has Micah got? Old JFK. Fucking great movie. It's a brilliant film. The uh, I would put the uh, Mr. X sequence in JFK up against anything. I mean, as far as like, in, like as far as like pieces of just of uh, sequences in film that just totally own the world. Mr. X whoa, sequence. Whoa, whoa. The Donald Sutherland exposition scene. Okay. Would you put that up against ending B of Clute? Of Clute. Clute. <laughs> oh, Clue. No. no ending B of Clue. Had, had to mention Clute. Ending B of Clue? Do you think I'm going to let six Morvern callers go by without one Clute? Nah, if you look at the exchange rate, I'm way in. I'm way in the in the in the, in the red. Who am I to judge you? Um, but uh, the ending B was ending B of Clue, where he goes, "I'm going to go home and have sex with my wife." Is that the B ending where Michael? Where the big reveal is that Michael McKeon isn't gay. The funny thing is, no one remembers. I do. Here I am. Look at me. No, you don't know if that's ending B. Yeah, you don't know what order there are. Hmm. So we'll just say yes, he's right. That's found, ending. Speaking B. of clue, I always found Leslie Ann Warren kind of hot. Yeah, yeah. Speaking of the Warren Commission, oh, back to JFK. Nice. The be- now the best thing the the best thing is that the villain the the corpse Mister Body's played by Lee Ving of Fear, the band Fear. But he was leaving in the movie. But anyway, yeah. So JFK, um, a completely underappreciated film on some levels because. Everybody seemed to like it or appreciate it, but it's actually like one of the most amazing pieces of film. Like as far as the way it combines formats and the way that it's edited, so probably the, if not the top five editing of all time. Would you call that his best film, Stone? Yeah, by far. Not by far. What else would you put up? There? I, Wall Street's a classic. Platoon's great. Uh, Born in the Fourth Grade. I mean, he's he's a great filmmaker. I mean, I, I, I'm an apologist. Are you looking forward to the the last? The, well, are you looking <laughs> forward to the final cut of Alexander that's coming out? I'm not. No, to hell no. with it. But Costner is damn good in this film, though. Everybody's good in it. Costner is damn good, though. Yeah, he holds his. He, I mean, he holds the uh, the floor there in the, in the entire courtroom scene. Yeah, the courtroom scene's stunning. Yeah, he can uh, he can act when when every once in a while Costner can when given when given opportun- opportunity. It's a shame too because I mean a lot of people. It, it was coming on the heels of Robin Hood where his accent was less than great, and and he his Jim Garrison accent sometimes yeah. falls a little tone deaf or whatever. But he's so good in it, and he's and he does such a good job of carrying the movie that I think it's a, a minor detail. Well, what acts, a cast, too! I mean, yeah. it's a hell of a cast, one of the best casts ever. But his accent, Thirteen Days, as well, it falters. Yeah, but I think a lot of it is just it's just Costner. I, I think I, how I mean, is Thirteen Days? I never saw it. It's very good. Very good. No, I, I love it. Why did it get? But why did it get so buried? Because it was smart, and it came out like it came out like in January. Because it was an it was an awards type film. Yeah. And it had a very limited release in the in the in December, and it didn't catch on, so it didn't get the nominations. Who uh, who directed it? That was uh, Roger Donaldson. But once you get used no to No Way his... Out, and he's a he's a damn good. Once director. you get used to Costner's Boston accent, it takes like five to ten minutes. Once you get used to that, it's it's it's, it's great. It's an ama- it's an amazing movie that it's as compelling and gripping as any action film, but there's no action in it. You know, like it's all people in rooms, yeah. and it's all discussed. It's very tense. Thirteen days. Yeah. Yes, uh, I'm talking about Cube. Oh, fuck, fucking horrible. So JFK thumbs. Cube is not horrible. <clears throat> Honestly, folks, if you have not seen Thirteen Days, you really need to. It's uh, it's it's if you like all the president's men and stuff like that, 
you need to see it. And then same same goes for JFK. What's next? T two, Judgment Day. Michael, where'd you what you do, man? You didn't really dig too deep here. Actually, this this film is. This film has lost an awful lot. Every time I see it, I like it less and less. I still, and I still enjoy it. But when I first saw it, it was the best thing of all time. Yeah. Like, and that was at ninety-two, ninety-one. I vomited on that day. That's what? that's great. You remember how great? You remember how great it was watching that movie in the theater? It was incredible. It was my birthday. It came out of my birthday. I couldn't fucking believe I it. I threw up. But it's not it's not that the effects have not aged well now. It's the story itself, and Edward Furlong gets on my. You don't yeah. say affirmative or some shit like that. I, he didn't bother me the first, you know, like the first twenty thousand times I saw the film. But you watch it now, oh Ed Furlong, yeah, the oh. worst. Oh yeah, oh El apostrophe. No, but they, yeah, they kind of picked him off of the street, right? Like he was like in a softball. Like Cameron found him. Cameron liked his look or something. Right. That's too bad because I mean he really does hurt the film. I mean it's like you know Cameron's a smart director, so you think that he took a shot. Like I'm gonna. Take this a kid that's not an actor and put it in the movie, but it really fucks the film up. Yeah, it ruins it now. You can. Did you yeah. see the uh, this the version that Micah took off the shelf? Wasn't the most? They've re-released that like several times. The last version, he added in like a sequence that I think it enhances the movie a lot. It's where a bunch of thugs beat his face to look like Nick Stahl. <laughs> <laughs> by way of whoever it was who, <laughs> by way of whoever it was who played him in the original film, in the flashback scene in the original film. That guy was boring. Well, he looked yeah, nothing actually, like Nick Stahl. Yeah, who looked nothing like the Nick only Stahl. John Connor that's been good is Nick Stahl. Nick Stahl is a good actor. Like he, he actually was pretty not annoying in T three. But T three was a piece I'll call of it shit. T3. There was, there was but it was speaking crap. of Nick Stahl, where Patrick Ewing used to piss. <laughs> no, I think T three the, the the adult Stahl was Stahl with old age makeup. It was horrible makeup. Well, it was a horrible film. Well, they used Armin Mueller Stahl. Though. Actually, I didn't think Terminator three was a horrible film. I, it's I, not. It's not. I bad. couldn't wait to. I couldn't wait to leave the fucking great theater. car chase. Yeah, the, actually, the sequence one of the best like in the, in the series. The one with the, him and the truck and the the, the what, fuck, what, what is it? Loken and the fucking giant crane on the truck. The giant crane one. Yeah, I really like that scene. Yeah, why didn't you? Why didn't you like Terminator three, sir? Yeah, it just seemed on autopilot. Just very uninspired. I mean, although there were some uh, solid fights in there. Yeah, there really were. The, the fight with him and Christiana Loken where the, he's bashing her through the, uh, the uh, urinals and shit. Uh, Patrick Ewing? Yes. Look, she's the, she's a pretty lady, old Christiana Loken. Yeah, she is. Star of Blood Rain. She's not, she's not a fan of cock, though. It's no, all right. She, I mean, she's pretty. I, I'm, I, agree. I must say, I must say the, the, the last shot in that film where they're in, they're in the bunker at the very end. Yeah. And they 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 realize that the uh, the war with the machines has already started. Very good. It's a very good ending. I, I like. But we're, we're talking the about an actress, and instead of talking about her talent, first thing, not a fan of cock. The rest of that film is useless. It's not useless. useless. Uh, it's just bad. It's miscast. I mean, Claire Danes, and, and and you don't you don't build a film around Claire Danes and Nick Stahl. No. But you know, it, I thought it was well directed. I like Jonathan Mostow. And, term, and, uh, and uh, Schwarzenegger was having fun in that movie. I mean, he did a good job. I think he so. was uh, honestly. I, I, I hope they don't revisit that character though, because no, they can't really anymore. Unless it's just endoskeletons, which should have been probably yeah. where they went anyway. But nerd alert. <laughs> <laughs> I guess you're waiting for the one when they show the war, right? <laughs> then it'll be good. <laughs> Actually, they can't do a film just about the war now because it's gonna be a complete letdown. If they do, I don't know. What if, what if it's? What's I don't know. The if point? They throw, throw a few. For every Terminator sequel has is, like a scene I know. From the war. You're like, oh shit. Finally. And it's, it's the same. I think that's bullshit, though. I mean, look how well they did with Starship Troopers too. 
They, they can't do it from like that for Terminator. Oh fuck though. it! Just just throw like, some, get some fucking cool sequences, toss some fucking Tears for Fears music over it, and you're fucking gold. What's his name? Roland. Roland Orzabel. Oh, didn't um. And then the guy with glasses. Was it was Edelman did the score? The original. No, no the original was fucking Brad Fidel and then Mar- Marco Beltrami. Yeah. Nerd alert. Wow, we just know who did the score for Terminator. They, I heard they emasculated the score of the second one, though. It was a lot better, but Fidel was castrated. Really? <laughs> so bad. Um, actually, nothing... The opening scene in T2, though, with the fucking assembly line and that music and the flames, unbelievable. Yeah, great. I remember that was the, that was the first trailer for that. Yep. The film is I, fine. I and because you have problems. Yeah. <laughs> well, no, I actually shit my pants later. But when I saw that, I almost shit my pants. I was excited. The one thing I mean, that, that was attached to Total Recall. The film is fine until Furlong is on Wait, screen. Wait, no, Total Recall was attached to that. Total Recall came after Terminator 2. Yes. And, uh, you know, Cameron did take a shot with Robert Patrick in that. You too. know what? Uh, on the DVD. And Patrick paid off. For That's what I'm saying. That's what I was trying T2 to say. was the first Total Recall trailer. Mm-hmm. Yep, because I remember. I, I'm, I, there's no way, no. And there was a T2 trailer. Well, I've got the DVD, but no, T2 came out in 91. There's no way Total Recall came out in the 80s. There's no way. Well, we have it, we have the, there it is, Total Recall right there next to Training Places and another film, Thomas Crown. But, uh, like, Robert Patrick, he, they took a shot on him and he's great. <laughs> Robert Patrick, yeah. Very good. Excellent in that movie. Very good. Right near your face. Everybody's good in it until Furlong shows up. He completely ruins it. For I th- I'd say ninety-five or six for Total Recall. No, no, it's like or ninety-four. It's like ninety. Or, yeah, nineteen ninety. Holy shit! I'm full of shit. Uh-huh. Good work. Because uh-huh. that's back hey, when Sharon Stone looked God. good. Good thing. Good thing you're working on the site. Let me ask than... you a question, Steve. Yes, sir. Did you like Edward Furlong in T2? I thought he was the. Uh, I can't. I can't even joke. I thought he was the worst. The absolute worst in that film. Did you like? Did you like Edward Furlong in Quest for Fire? <laughs> you got more films? Uh, Actually, he was my first. That was my first Beaver shot. Oh, right on Edward Trump. Furlong. T mm. two. <laughs> what about Andrew Vagina? <laughs> In the Mummy. <laughs> <laughs> Even though it's Vanya, I don't give a fuck. I'm I'm I'm, I'm literate. Not Mustafa. Micah went all out. He grabbed one film. Mustafa Akkad. What do you got, Micah? Knock around, guy. Fun, fun movie. All right, good to talk. Good talking. With <laughs> I don't you. remember it. Failure. <laughs> it's got uh, Vin Diesel in it, who I actually li- I still like, and he he was very good in that not movie. The, he does not get to be in movies. Who's the much. sheriff? No, it was a name. Like, uh, well, of course it was a name. Is it Dennis Weaver? Or was he already dead? By Dennis then? Hopper and John Malkovich. John you know Malkovich. What, you know what's funny about Diesel? I think Diesel. I think he fucked himself as far as careers go. I think he got so picky. Remember, he wouldn't do sequels like to his his hits. He wouldn't do. Uh, I thought he wanted to be Fast like and a, Furious. He wanted to be like I, a Stallone. I remember or him doing a sequel to his hit. Yeah, he did. He did a uh, Riddick. Black sequel. How did that work? Yeah, didn't he want to be an action star though, like a, a huge he did, action but he, star? But he got. Remember, he wouldn't be like he just wouldn't like he didn't want. He was just very resistant to doing certain things, and I think that. That fucked him over because he he's a pretty he was but a his highest grossing film was the freaking kids film movie wasn't it the pacifier, the pacifier. he got I'm a, lucky I'm a bigger fan of Kenny Unleaded 
That movie that he was in last year was supposed to be pretty good. Um. Oh, Find Me Guilty. Yeah, they said I it, hope it so. got sold wrong. They said it wasn't necessarily. Well, it's it's a it's a Sidney Lumet movie. Yeah, they said it wasn't like badass. Part of what sold it wrong is that it was only on like two screens. It came out. But uh, you know what? And they were and they were silk screens. But um, but Knockaround Guys is a fun little movie. Very fun little movie, and, the, and there's a scene with Vin Diesel in the in the, in the bar, a little fight yeah. scene that's fantastic. Don't you know the guys that wrote that? Yeah, that's the knockaround guys. There's Brian Copeland and David Levine, who we've had on the uh, Chud and Show. And what else? Did they, what else did they write? They wrote Rounders. They wrote Oceans Thirteen. They wrote Illusionist. They wrote Oceans Thirteen. Yeah, they produced the Illusionist. They, they produced the Illusionist. They produced Interview with the Assassin, and they uh, also uh, wrote um, Runaway Jury, and they did the TV show Tilt. So if they produced the Illusionist, they're rolling it. Then that movie's a hit, huge hit. Well, it's well, a I'm great sure film. Doing well. uh, you know what's funny is I Brian Copeland. This is an interesting story. He uh, well, he used to write for Nation's Punch, but he's actually doing stand up now. Uh, and and he started a um, and I don't remember the exact domain name. He started uh, him and his buddy basically decided that they're going to try to do stand up in New York and see if they can get o- get off. Oh, get so o- they he started doing stand up. So I guess he didn't do that well with the Illusionist. No, no, he's doing it because he wants to. I mean, oh. and and. and uh, he um they started a website and I'll actually I'll mention the website next time because I remember it's like sand it's not sand lot it's like sandbox or something like that anyway um and he's doing stand up and there's some clips on on their site and it's pretty good he, yeah his stuff his stuff is clean would it be sand jokes no is it still is he still doing movie stuff yes now? he's still doing movie well, I mean Ocean's Thirteen and he's writing that uh, they're him and David are writing the um the gangster movie for the kind of the Hollywood elite that's uh that was announced George Clooney's next directorial thing oh, okay. And uh, from what I've been told, there's some amazing people going to be in it. Okay. So, the, if, if they want more information, they can always go to myspace.com backslash Caller. 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 What's the next film? Michael, what you got? It's Alive 2 and It's Alive 3. Oh, wait, the double Excuse feature. Me. Island of the Alive. Yes. Wow. Now, I think I've seen Island of the Alive. Michael Moriarty? I isn't well, he in all of them? No. No, that's a Jarvis baby you're thinking of. It's alive. I mean, it's probably case? it's probably my favorite um, case was carniv- Carnivorous Kid trilogy. <laughs> no. He was in Nightmare on Elm Street. No, no. Karen Black? Karen Black's in those. John Saxon was the dad in one of them. Elm Street, he was the dad. He was, well, John uh, Saxon was in a lot of stuff. No, he was the dad. No, you're thinking of the soundtrack was done by Saxon. <laughs> no, Frederick Forrest was the dad in two. And Michael Moriarty was in three. He might have been in one, but I don't think he was. Wasn't Karen Black? Wasn't she in all of those? Or that's trilogy of terror, not the trilogy. She was not of, in of, the third of one? eating kids. I bet she's in that. You're right. She is. She's hideous. So what's the deal with uh, and, the it's and alive? Garrett Graham, star of Bud the Chuck. What's the deal with the it's alive film? See, here's the thing with it's alive. It's about a kid who eats men. That's it. The little kid. It's like it's like a whole. It's like there's a kids are kids are there's like a drug or whatever that that pregnant moms take that turns their birth into eating frenzies. Little, little eaters. Doesn't he attach? Isn't the first one? Isn't he attached to his brother? That's that's basket case. That's that's another trilogy of. Oh, great so this things. isn't connected to basket case. No. It's alive. This is it's alive. This is the eating babes. So how do they parlay that into three films? Oh, it's first of all, it's fan, it's fantastic. Oh. There must be something I'm missing here. You, well, tell us the mythology of the of the Alive film. Um, a long time ago, back in the day, in the land of Thordor. Back in the, also back in the day, there were soulless dwarves. That tried, <laughs> that goes without saying. That tried to kill uh, God. Okay. So they were punished. Wait, is this that? Are you, did you plug into that guy's stand up somehow? Is that what's happening here? <laughs> 
<laughs> I think we have a caller, Justin. What's their name? Morvin Collier. No. Okay. Anyway. No. Anyway, the so the the kid the, the little jar the little kid goes around eating people and and then at the end he's killed uh, and then. The it's alive too is hey look another kid it's deranged now was the Jarvis baby it's no the alive, Jar- or was actually that- the third one is the it, Michael Moriarty's kids Jarvis but so I thought Jarvis baby was uh, the other one that's Belial damn yeah so well God I can't believe basket how, case. I can't believe what an idiot you guys are what's yeah, I, uh, I what's better do you think what's the better series basket case or this um, I, it's alive I have to admit I have I've got kind of a, an emotional connection to the basket case films yeah because um, well I I mean first of all. <laughs> Who doesn't really? I mean, it's. It, I think there's a lot more uh, depth because it's it's a story of two brothers. The first one, a, yeah. a, 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 a guy, the brothers, a guy, a, a, a boy, a boy, and a young man, and his in uh, his Belial attached to his side, <laughs> and there's there's kind of a, um, a bond there. Yeah. And when when they're split up, Belial, understandably, goes on an eating spree. But he lives in a basket and he kills people, and I, th- I think that kind of has a lot more symbology than you know. All all, all the it's alive for the first it's alive film by Larry Cohen, who's a, kind of a good genre filmmaker. It, the, the thing about that is it's a statement about um, our reliance on the medical community and oh. how and how uh, and how and how they take advantage of us and how they don't you know how how it could lead to horrible consequences. Holy shit. That's beautiful, man. Yeah. yeah. Basket Case Three begins with Beli- two Belials fucking. <laughs> Now hold on. It's Where two, the hold a, on? It's a boy Belial and a girl Belial, and they're fucking, and they give birth to little tiny. Belial. Wait a minute. Where did the other Belial come from? Someone's side, I would expect. <laughs> All right, this is horseshit already. Wait, was Ma- Michael Moriarty in any of the uh, basket movies? No, that was movies? Kevin Van Hetrick. He is. That's the Frank Henenlotter. Are you series. sure that Moriarty wasn't in one of those? Uh, I'm not sure. I mean, Moriarty gets around. Yeah, he, sh- he likes to show up in those kind of films, like Troll, Troll. Yeah, and, and Q. So the It's Alive was some chick. It's not called the It's Alive. That's fucking that's that's <laughs> Alabama grammar. <laughs> what about the It's Alive three? What was that about? Island of the Alive. That's where they took it to a different level. It's where there was a, an entire colony of. These Hold on, l- is it called the It's Alive Island of the Alive? Something like that. They okay. took all of the Jarvis baby, all the babies, including Jarvis, to an <laughs> island where they they can live in harmony and be fucking eaters, and right. they go bad. It's but like it, the Jurassic Park. But if you know, here's the movies. thing that was funny about Island of the Live, which was released in the in the 80s, right in the heart of the 80s, 96, 86. It's got a, a baby on board uh, sign coming out of its clawed. Isn't that hand. cute? That is that's true. Oh, there's a trend. But but now. you are, I mean, you are talking about two the two premier genre film, the trilogies of uh, of films uh, in horror. It's Alive and and, and Basket Case. So Michael, what else you got? Deep Cover. Great movie, Bill Duke. Great movie. Bill, Bill Duke directed it, right? Yes. He doesn't direct very much. No, I was just asking you to go invoice Mr. Duke. Uh, Jeff Goldblum. Jeff Goldblum. And Larry Fishburne. Back when he was Larry Fishburne, right? And Fishburne. And, and the the, the former um, uh, Spike Lee stalwart, Roger Guervier Smith, or whatever his name is. Very funny in that movie. Um, who who, uh, who, ma- who uh, wrote that movie? Because it's, it's a pretty sharp movie. Well, the writer of Deep Cover is Michael Tolkien. Yeah, and okay. Henry and Henry Bean. That makes sense. Isn't, there, very, wrong, isn't there something wrong with that DVD though? What? It was no, no. Uh, oh, the the there was like a horrible transfer. No, it was yeah. Well, it wasn't just that, but it was like um too many black people. Is that what you're saying? God right. damn it! Steve. Okay, there's another reason why that that DVD. Oh, you know who's terrible. in that? Your favorite, Clarence uh, Williams. I hate Clarence Williams. He's like, he's good in this movie. I remember trying to. I've never seen the whole <laughs> film. I've never seen the whole film. First of all, because awesome. that, 
That's his whole performance. He gets, oh, the, the, the disc fucks up. Yeah, the disc fucks up. And not just that, because uh, also because Micah did, just did the worst impression I've no, ever heard. No, it was great. No, that's exactly what he sounds like. he sounds like. like he, he, he overacts a little in that film. Johnny! The, be- the, best, the best line, fucking Jeff Goldblum, like Felix is like his enemy. And this guy, this guy, bad guy Felix, and Jeff Goldblum has the upper hand, and, he, and he's uh, he's got a guy hanging out of a car, and they're driving through a tunnel. And and the guy's like, yeah, help me, help me. And, and Jeff Goldblum goes, yeah, we'll have shrimp. And he kicks him out of the fucking car, and, he, and the guy gets killed. And Jeff Goldblum goes, yeah, we'll have barbecue jumbo shrimp, you motherfucker. <laughs> well, here's the thing, though, right? I, I've, I've tried to watch the film a few times, and every time the DVD starts fucking off. He's like, you know what? You're enjoying this film, aren't you? I'm like, yeah, I am. Well, fuck you. And then well, it quits. It, it, Why do you the, watch the same broken DVD? Well, actually, you know what it was? It's, it's the. It's not the same. Well, it, was, it was my old Panasonic DVD player, actually, that was the problem. That was it? And it was the my disc? old Panasonic DVD player. Well, I have to apologize to the disc then. Yeah, right. you should, just like here. the leather. Go ahead but, and send it over here. Let me apologize. You know, what, you know what else is great about this film? It has what is possibly the very best wipe in film history. You know what a wipe is when, yeah. you know, obviously, they use a homeless man. A homeless man walks and he wipes the next scene over with it. <laughs> Do you know that uh, that was Bill Duke for you? Steve just did the worst Jeff Bridges impersonation I've ever seen. What did he say? Let me apologize to the disc. <laughs> Are you sure that wasn't a Bruce Boxleitner impersonation? <laughs> oh, okay. Maybe it was pretty good then. Okay, yeah, that, yeah. I, see, I see the voice he was going for. What do you got, Micah? Two for the money. You see, that, that was a plant. You do own you I own, own that the movie. shit out of Two for the Money, directed by DJ Caruso of the mm. Salt and Sea fame. Yeah, he. What else did he do lately? He did something. No, lately. he also did the uh, the mixtapes for the crew of CSI Miami. Well, <laughs> 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 I maybe mean, that's what he did lately, actually. <laughs> I mean, maybe he did this movie lately. I'm thinking of um, Salt and Sea, what, which is kind of an interesting movie. Salt, Salt and Sea. Yeah. Two, two for the money was not. <laughs> he, the Salt and Sea was his uh, his one for them, and, and the personal project was two for the money. Wait, did... <laughs> <laughs> He's like, there, there aren't enough movies with Matthew McConaughey working out shirtless. Wait, did did, did, did he do... Did DJ Caruso do that um, Ethan Hawke, Angelina Jolie movie, too? I don't know what movie you're talking about. Come on. Taking Lives? Yeah. No, I don't think so. Did he do that? I thought that might have been the guy Gregory Gregory Hoblet. No, I don't think it was really? Hoblet. He did he did the two towers. <laughs> God damn it! <laughs> or he did the lighting on that, didn't he? <laughs> what didn't he direct that movie with Samantha Morton? <laughs> what what movie was that again? Justin. Taking lives, DJ Caruso. Good call. Hey, what else? But, see what he's, so he's a you, pilot. Come see man. if he gets to direct anything else. Disturbia, which is coming out soon. I think I just gave Micah the trailer. for You that. know what? I, I thought the trailer looked all right for that. They show a lot though, and it's it's starring your yours and oh, mine did, favorite. Did you see what movie he produced, Micah? Crazy as hell. Eric Lasalle as the devil. That's right. Shia LaBeouf. Shia. Excuse She's me. She's a Shia. Yeah. You know who yeah. plays the bad guy in Disturbia? Who? The best. Can't remember his name. Okay, Micah, can you please click on Disturbia? <laughs> is it Kim Coates? No, no, it's uh, it's uh, Kevin McKee. David Morse, David Morse, David Morse. No. Oh, that's the one about the kid with the next door neighbor. Yeah. Ah, fuck that movie. Looks but David Morse, boring. man, he's great. David Morse. Is it does great. have Matt Craven, star of K two. Oh, Matt Craven's in it. Or is it Carrie Ann Moss? Uh, you know Matrix? what? I would not be surprised if I don't. The Predator might make a pit stop at Matt Craven's house too. <laughs> <laughs> well. 
Why not a little side side of Carrion Moss's uh, head there too? Have we figured out what she, she is? Shia LaBeouf. She's along with uh, Christiana Loken, right? No, I don't know about that. But uh, Carrion Moss, I don't know. I've never seen somebody go. You think so? I've never seen somebody go. She's married to a director or something. Yeah. I need some. Never seen somebody go from like hot to impossibly not. She, hot. No, no, she's totally hot. I think. Carrie Ann Moss. Yeah, she is. Right. She yeah. is pretty. She She's is very pretty. pretty I think. Did you see? Did you see when those so guys? They, made, they fucked her up in the Matrix. She didn't look so pretty then, but in her other movies, she always looks pretty. Like she looked really pretty in Memento. I thought. You know, it was a good movie with Carrie yeah. Moss was Swamp Thing. <laughs> uh, what else is she? She hasn't really been in a lot though. She was in Red Planet. Memento. Memento and fucking she was in. Excuse me, Red Planet. The horrible fo- shower scene where you, everything's fogged up. The predator. That's a good shower scene. Oh, the, pre- the predator yeah. might actually be. After actually, it's got the guy from uh, Crank, Jose Pablo Cantillo. Oh yeah, I love that guy. The, the predator might be after um, Eckhart. His chin. Think about it. I would hate to think that somewhere out there, Aaron Harcourt's got to watch his back for camouflaged aliens. Yeah. That's something you should hope for all of us. All right, so two for the money. Um, it is DJ Caruso's finest hour. <laughs> Hold on, I thought we were talking about DJ Qualls this I can't whole believe time. that guy makes movies all the time. His movies don't make money. We're talking about two for the money? Didn't make That's what I'm saying. No, his movies don't it make money. It did well. Did you see the box office? I think it did okay, actually. No, it didn't do well. There's no way it did. It was number one, wasn't Maybe it? Maybe Taking weekend? Lives made money. It, it, it was second behind Here's how I can guarantee Taking Lives didn't make money. We had it all over Chud, the banner. <laughs> <laughs> well, I think I bet if you looked at his during his, the Warner Brothers years, film, I bet Taking Lives made the most. Well, there you're looking now. Salt and Sea made uh, six hundred and seventy-seven thousand. Taking Lives did thirty two, and Two for the Money did twenty-two point nine. Not what right. you would Taking consider lives. a juggernaut. Taking Lives, I can't believe it made that much. Speaking of not really what you consider a juggernaut, Vinnie Jones. Man, he was bandits. Um, so, I, I, I mean, two for the money is not that good, but I, I found reasons to be entertained by it. Rene Russo is still alive. Yeah. Armand Asante, Jeremy Piven. How's Rene Russo looking in that? She's looking good? Okay. She Older, looks, but good. She will not be, apparently, in the... Um... It's probably one of the best movies about the, li- the, the, the fast-paced life of sports betting. She, uh, Renee Russo will not be in uh, Pierce Brosnan announced will not be in the Thomas Crown Affair sequel so I guess they're going for younger really younger tits to flash on the screen yep are they doing a Thomas Crown se- pre- yeah. sequel I think he wants to focus the camera I guess the script's already written apparently that's good was, it, like, by, was it, it Kurt Wimmer who wrote the first one he wrote Thomas Crown no they, they said it was good <laughs> oh wait a minute <laughs> oh. come on Wimmer that's a so, low so it's blow. Pearson, Mia Jovovich. Because I don't, because I don't have it. You know, what I was impressed with a little bit. I was when I was watching Running Scared on TV the other night. Old Cameron Bright, he threw a little accent on his his little, little Russian accent, kind of subtle Russian hey, accent. Well, hi, Mister Late to the Party. Is he Russian? His father no. was the John Wayne we, we, fan. You saw the movie 83 times. I know, but I didn't notice it, his accent. His father was Kyle Roden. No, no, but it was the John Wayne fan, right? They yeah, it wasn't Duke. really his father, I don't think. I it was his stepfather. The joke. He had a Terry O'Quinn. Kyle Roden was great in that movie. Now, if you could have a, a tattoo of any famous person scared. on your back, who would it be, though? Would it be John Wayne? Actually, it would be two. It would be Carl and Rodan. 
<laughs> what about you, Justin? What would it be? I have a picture of Belial on my back. <laughs> that is no picture. Fucking I thought it was the Jarvis baby. All this time I was mistaken. <laughs> <laughs> okay, let, okay uh, seriously, let's keep this film... If you could have a tattoo other than of, of Ben Kenobi, Steve, okay. what would you have a tattoo of on your back? It would be the poster for Star Trek V. The whole poster? The whole poster, yeah. In its entire In color. With the credits? Because I, I would, I, it'd be kind of hot. Yeah, probably the credits. It'd be kind of hot if you had Lawrence Luckinbill's name right near your ass. Right, it'd be Lawrence Luckinbill and Bill Shatner right near the ass. Okay, Justin, hmm? if you can have a tattoo of anything on your back, any film-related thing on your back, what would it be? Uh, I don't know. I, I said Belial, then you you went right back to me. Well, see, so no, why I think, am I supposed to come up with two things? Why <laughs> would you get Christ. a tattoo of the thing that you have growing out of you? <laughs> it's like a weird mirror reflection. <laughs> you know, to to take to, to take, take heat off. You know, you kind of like a little little bit of a bob and weave, I guess. I don't know. Wedding Crashers. That's my tattoo, man. Okay, little you, Wilson, uh, little Vince Vaughn on there. Yes. What about you, Micah? No? I checked the pronunciation on this, but I would get one of Hoth. <laughs> the whole the whole planet? No, right. A particular scene or just like the planetscape? The planet. Really? Can, can I change mine? Sure. I'd like to get the planet Hoth. On my where now, on hold your, on. Hey, t- <laughs> hey, Micah, question. Where on your back exactly would it be at? at? My ribs. <laughs> get it. That's the best. <laughs> <laughs> Actually, I would like the entire credit sequence from Rocky Two. On my back. What Rocky if you two? got? Yeah, just a credit sequence. It would be a good one. Is the one where um, Luke is busting open that Tauntaun gut and putting stuff in. That's no, Han. Han and stuff in Luke inside there. That'd be a good tattoo. No, it might. Can you make a holographic tattoo? Yes. Like if you if you shift a little bit, you, you can see the particular back. Yeah, you, and not just that, but with a little like voice chip. I thought they smelled <laughs> bad <laughs> on the outside. That's like funny, we, Steve. <laughs> Steve. <laughs> Newsflash. What's that? You come equipped with a voice chip. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, but <coughs> I don't sound like Harrison Ford, though. You don't. That's the problem. You sound like the voice chip doesn't. <laughs> yeah, but when you're wearing like a heavy shirt, neither is is your tattoo. No, that's true. Well, fair <laughs> enough. <laughs>